What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I may be in a little bit more of a zen mood right now since I just finished getting a massage, which was absolutely glorious and much needed. I've been feeling pretty worn down lately, so I need to add a little extra recovery this week, and uh, it was necessary. It was only 30 minutes. It felt like two minutes, but I've got like all these lines on my face right now from the massage bed, but it was absolutely worth it. If you're not taking some time every single week for yourself, you need to be doing that because you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to fill your own cup before you pour from your cup. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm going to talk today about a question I got. It was actually in response to a client transformation because we're really good at that. If you haven't paid attention, you probably have noticed that we create a lot of results. We transform a lot of lives and we're really good at doing that. And, and the other day in our Facebook community, which you should also be a part of, if you're not, go join right now. Just go over to Facebook and search the personality diet and neurotype training. You can join our community. Coach Ashley had posted a client transformation that was 15 pounds of fat loss in 15 weeks. And it was really cool because this particular client was eating a little bit more and still losing one pound, like on average, one pound per week of body fat. And to see Ashley posted like the graph of her weight fluctuations and how if you zoom out 15 pounds in 15 weeks, it looks like a straight line. But of course, there's there's fluctuations in there, like everything. Like it's normal for the scale to fluctuate. But um, a lot of people were attaching to the fact that or connecting to the fact that this particular client was increasing calories and going through a metabolic priming phase and seeing the scale go down. And somebody was like, how does that happen? Because I posted the, the picture on my, my stories on Instagram. And somebody's like, how does that happen? So I figured it's a good topic to cover. I'm going to explain exactly why that happens with certain people and why it's so effective to actually take that approach and not always be slashing calories and trying to just reduce, reduce, reduce when you have an incredible asset with metabolic priming. So. We're going to talk about that. First, the good stuff or the awkward stuff, I should say. (laughs) Share the episode, share the show, help us grow. Do what you can to support the mission, the cause. I feel like what we're doing is really important. And I feel like more people need to hear this message, our message, the pop message. Uh, I feel like actually, I just had somebody recently who said that she is not in a financial position to invest in pop, but has seen incredible results just by following the advice from the podcast and Instagram. That is everything. That right there is everything. I love messages like that. And if we want more people to achieve that same level of success, we need to reach more people. So the best way to do that is to number one, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen although Apple Podcasts apparently carries a lot of weight. Also, you can take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And of course, you can just 
take the episode link and send it to a friend or family member. So I've been communicating a lot in the DMs lately because I've been curious, trying to get a pulse of where people's heads are at. And it's been interesting because I already mentioned, you know, I had somebody who commented on the client success that we recently posted and wondering about eating more and getting leaner, which we're going to talk about in just a second. I also got a post or comment from somebody who said something along the lines of like, I'm the person that you always talk about in your podcast who has endless amounts of excuses, knows that she needs to make a change, but just can't get herself to do it. She's like, I'm that person. You always talk about that person. I always feel like you're talking directly to me. And it's an interesting concept because if you just listen to the language, I can't get myself to do it. Already, you lost. You are taking the position of no control, no power. I'm the victim, which is not the case. You're making an active choice. And I know that there are circumstances that make things very difficult. I'm not diminishing the fact that you may have been dealt a really difficult hand. And I always say that your excuses are valid. However, we all have this like different shit that we have to navigate. It's never easy. And no matter what, you still have to do it. Like, I wish there was an, a, a simple way or a fluffy way of putting this, but it's like the, the defense that was put in front of you, right? Whatever is, is creating resistance, whatever is holding you back, whatever excuses you're leaning into, that's the defense that you're playing against. Whatever defense you're playing against, you still have to try to move the ball down the field and score. Like, it doesn't change the facts of the situation. Yes, it can be more difficult because, you know, there are certain defenses that are more difficult and challenging to navigate than others. That doesn't change the reality. That just means you still have to try. You can, you are choosing not to. Now, does that mean that you have to put everything aside and just go after it? Of course not. You don't have to want to change. And I think that that's, you know, one thing that I want to remind everybody of is that getting leaner and changing your body composition and losing body fat does not have to be one of your goals. It's okay if you don't want to do that. I think sometimes we we get so caught up in what we're quote unquote supposed to want. But here's the thing. If you're not changing, the likely answer is that you're not in enough pain currently. The unfortunate reality of the situation is that most people change when their current pain is greater than the perceived pain of change. That is when most people take action. And it's unfortunate because you don't like, I don't want people to be in pain. You shouldn't wait for yourself to be in pain or more pain than you already are in. But that's the reality. That is the psychology behind it. Most people will change 
when the pain of their current situation is greater than the perceived pain of change. Let's also remember my favorite quote of all time, Virginia Satir, most prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. The devil you know. It's more comfortable to deal with the pain that you've been dealing with because it's familiar. But at at a certain point in time, that current pain, if you really want to change, right? If you really want what you say you want, at a certain point in time, that pain will escalate and it will become so unbearable that you have no other choice. My hope is that it doesn't get to that point. My hope is that I can bring awareness to people who are struggling, who don't allow the pain to compound and to get worse, that you say, you know what, even though it's scary to make a change, and even though I'm facing a very difficult defense, but I'm still going to take a step. This, this particular person that I'm referencing, and I hope you're, you're listening right now, and I really appreciate your, your vulnerability and honesty in, in our conversation. She also said something along the lines of, if I'm going to commit I need to be all in and devote all of my energy to it. And I was like, whoa, pause. Let me challenge you on that. If you need to put all of your energy into something to get it done, that's a terrible place to be. That's a plan that will fail inevitably. Like, imagine you're like, hey, I I really want to parent my kids, but I'm only going to parent my kids if I can put all of my energy into it and be my best every single day, every minute of every day, I'm only going to parent my kids if I can pour everything into it every day and be my best and go all in. That's going to be a shitty parenting experience for your children. I'm sorry. You need to be able to show up and parent on your worst day. You need to be able to show up and parent on your average day. You need to be able to preserve some fucking energy for other things that are meaningful. So no, you don't need to pour all of your energy into this. You just need to take one tiny step forward. That's it. The smallest step forward, that's it. Take that step and then take another step. Micro step your way to where you want to be. So, you know, I I know I talk a lot about our, our coaching program and investing in yourself and and making those decisions and understand that I know what it feels like to be stuck. I know what it feels like to be frustrated. I know what it feels like to have a goal that's been looming for so long and you feel like it just keeps eluding you. And no matter what you do, it's out of reach. No matter how hard you try, it keeps running further away. I know that feeling. I also know that I have the solution to that problem. And so my objective here is not to convince you of anything. It's to just keep showing up for you. It's to keep reminding you that there is an answer. And whether you make that decision today, tomorrow, six months from now, six years from now, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep showing up I'm going to keep reminding you that you're not alone. I'm going to keep reminding you that there is a solution. I'm going to keep reminding you that it is a choice 
to remain stuck and frustrated and that you should own that decision. And I'm just going to be that reliable, consistent resource for you where you can just listen to the podcast. You can just follow on Instagram and you can make a lot of progress doing that. And when you're ready to take the next step, the next level of commitment will be here and we'll keep showing up and we'll keep offering opportunities and we'll keep reminding you of what solutions are available to you. And that's it. That's where it's coming from. It's very, I was actually having this conversation with uh, Joe Sheehy from Cured. And I was telling him how, you know, it's like our, the business model that, that we have at pop, it's really difficult to run a business this way. That is so focused on the individual. Like I look at all these other companies out there that have been able to attract tens of thousands or, or hundreds of thousands of people and this, you know, very cookie cutter, put everybody in the same process, put everyone in a diet box, but they attract just massive numbers and, and kudos to them for being, being able to reach that, you know, crazy amounts of people. I just, you know, the way that we do things, that's not reason. That's not plausible. It's just because everything is so individual, so high touch, so personalized. I was telling Joe, it's like, I, I can't just release a calculator to then say, we're going to like somehow get tens of thousands of people into this program because it's very copy paste and, and repeatable. And he's like, yeah, but you're, you're doing things that actually create change. So even though it's going to be slower in the beginning, think about all of those companies and the fact that they're going to have this massive turn of people dropping off, lack of support, lack of results, and you're going to keep building your community one person at a time. So it's even though it's going to be slower, you're changing people for the rest of their lives. Like you're doing the work that needs to be done. And I would be lying if I said it's not frustrating. And sometimes, you know, again, this is, this is the defense that I face. The defense that I face is that I have to take the same mindset that I preach, which is we're playing the long game. We're just showing up every day and controlling our actions. We can't rush the process. The, the process is the shortcut. So we just show up every day, one little step at a time. And then we're going to look back in five years and 10 years, and we won't believe how far we've come. And it's the same exact mindset, the same mindset that I tell everybody when it comes to their nutrition, with their fitness, the same exact mindset. I have to take that same approach in business, but I don't want it to ever come across as being like, you should do this. And I'm trying to convince you of that. I hope that the message is received, that it's more along the lines of, I'm just going to show up to remind you that you have options. I've been there before. I know the feeling. You can solve that problem. I don't want you to get to the point where your pain is so great that you make emotional decisions. Instead, I want it to come from a place of, you know what? Yes, I. it's that self-actualization. Like, yes, I can see that future version of myself. I can see how much more I can accomplish. I can see how much better I will feel this will add so much value to every other area of my life. I want to make this decision for me and the people that care about me and the people that, that rely on me. That's what I hope. And so I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep reminding you of that. 
And, I, and it doesn't matter to me if it takes you 10 years to learn that lesson like it did myself. If it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years. I'll still be here. I'll keep showing up. All right. Let's get into understanding why eating more can make you leaner. Like we just had a, a great example. I think there was multiple. Um, I get I lose track because my coaches are so amazing at what they do. Uh, they post transformations and send me progress updates and all of the incredible achievements that their clients are 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 hitting. And it's sometimes difficult to keep keep up with how frequently those milestones um, are are achieved. So why does it happen? How can we take our clients and start them on a metabolic priming phase where we get them eating more calories and eating more freely and more flexibly and um, you know, being able to focus on reducing stress and incorporating healthy habits? Like, how do we get them eating more calories and and allow them to make progress with body composition and get leaner? So I'm gonna give you the five major reasons as to why that happens. In my opinion, the first thing that we notice when we're able to, because again, keep in mind that most of our clients have have been there, done that when it comes to dieting. They've tried the calorie restriction. They've Usually they've tried some kind of like carb elimination, some kind of like restricted feeding window, like some kind of fasting protocol. Usually they've tried like 1200 calorie or less meal plans. Uh, and, and oftentimes some of like the, the standard diets like Optavia Weight Watchers and, and all that other nonsense. So once we get them eating in a way that supports their, well, first their personality type, but we get them eating in a way that supports their activity levels and how much they should be eating, right? It takes time especially if they're coming from a a history of chronic dieting and overly restrictive eating, but so it can take time, but, but the minute that we get them to a normal calorie range for them, we often see the most important ingredient improve, which is consistency. Because when you're eating or trying to eat in a deficit, when you're eating in a significant deficit, oftentimes consistency is very difficult to achieve. And that doesn't necessarily just mean consistency with hitting your calories. It can also mean consistency in other areas like consistency with food quality, consistency with walking, consistency with training. So we actually start to see other habits that are influenced by the lack of of calories, by not enough energy coming in. And it's hard to stay consistent across the board. So what we see first and foremost, and and yes, even with calories. So a lot of times we'll see like, all right, well, I'm trying to eat 1200 calories. I'm just using that as an example. I know that's the number that everybody throws out there, but it could be 1500 calories. It could be 1600 calories. It could be a thousand calories. It's just using a hypothetical example. If I'm trying to eat, let's say 1600, 1200 calories, and I'm trying to stay consistent, but then I'm having these moments of like poor food quality and then overeating and then trying to restrict again. And it's just kind of all over the place. And the one thing that we notice is like a solid calorie total for that individual will help with overall consistency across the board. That's number one. Number two, 
should be pretty obvious and easy to guess because it's something that I talk about all the time, which is stress. At the end of the day, that is what your metabolism registers. It is simply a stress barometer. It registers inputs and outputs because its main objective is survival. It wants to keep you alive. So if you're eating too little, that is a stressor. And if you've got all of these other stressors in your life, those add up and then your body starts to fight against you. And I've talked about what happens when you are under periods of chronic stress. It's not a good situation to be in. Um, so one of the things that happens is with your thyroid, uh, lowering your thyroid, lowering your sex hormones, um, suppressing your immune system, you'll potentially lose your cycle. If you're a woman, um, low sex drive, lack of focus, mood swings, a lot of things that you don't want to experience. So as we increase calories, we're starting to remove stress from the body. And that can be a major driver for body composition changes, especially if you feel like you're retaining a lot of water, if you feel like you're bloated, if you feel like you're having digestive issues, a lot of the times by eliminating stress through increasing calories, and that's just one tool, but I'm talking about this specifically because it was, um, that's, that's the topic at hand. Um, the reduction in stress can improve body composition. You're going to be more consistent. You're going to have less stress on the system. Um, oftentimes, you're going to notice improvements in how you look and how you feel because of the fact that you're not going to retain as much water, experience as much bloating or digestive issues or things like that. Number three, the third reason why eating more can actually make you leaner and how that happens during a priming phase. Um, more energy. More energy often leading to more movement. So, I mentioned some of the habits that are influenced by this, but we have a lot of research that shows when you reduce calories, your body tries to compensate. When your body tries to compensate, it does so. One way that it does that is by subconsciously moving less. So if you're like a fidgeter uh, and you like move around, you can't, you can't sit still. Uh, when you're reducing calories, your body stops doing that. You're, it's trying to compensate for the reduction in calories coming in. So it compensates for energy coming in by not expending as much energy going out. And it's not even noticeable. It's like little things like hand gestures and tapping and just like moving around throughout the day. Um, so it's not like you can even say, oh, well, I still hit my 10,000 steps. So therefore I'm good. It's, it's almost undetectable. It's a subconscious thing, um, a protective mechanism. Again, your body wants homeostasis. It wants survival. It wants homeostatic balance. So it's going to do what it can to preserve that. So we see more calories coming in, more energy, which means you're more likely to move. And I would much rather accomplish my goal at a higher calorie number. If I'm trying to get leaner, I want to get leaner on as many calories as humanly possible because it's more enjoyable that way. It's more realistic that way. It's more sustainable that way. So I like the eat more, move more metabolic toggle that we have. And we often notice that, yes, not only do you have more energy to do direct movement that's trackable, like walking, but you also have more energy and your body is going to get back to the normal fidgeting and moving it around and all that stuff that happens. So 
it helps to increase energy levels. You're also going to feel better in terms of energy. So you will find a, I hate to use the word motivation, but for lack of a better word, an increase in motivation um, so that you are moving more throughout the day, which does help the calories outside of the equation. Number four kind of goes hand in hand with this, but it's worth mentioning as its own category, which is better performance and recovery in your strength training sessions. Because we know body composition improvements, if you want to maintain muscle or even build muscle, this is where we see the recomp happen. Uh, there was, oh man, I think it was Liz that posted, Coach Liz posted a transformation um, before and after. And her client had gained five pounds on the scale, but was noticeably leaner. And it was really impressive. And um, a lot of times that's because you're getting more out of your training sessions and you're getting better recovery from training. So, you know, if you want to be able to build muscle, if you want to be able to maintain your muscle so that you look leaner, more calorie, increasing your calories, eating inadequate enough, amount, eating an adequate amount is going to improve your performance and your recovery in the gym. If you want to get stronger, right? If you want to lift more, increase your volume, you have to be able to recover from that. You have to be able to fuel that appropriately. That is going to be a huge driver for body composition changes. And that's another reason why eating more can have that impact, that have, have that effect where you're getting your calories to a reasonable amount. And again, I'm not giving specific numbers because everybody's different. This is going to depend on the individual. But if we know where your maintenance is and we know what you should be eating and we can bridge that gap, all of a sudden, not only are you moving more throughout the day, but you're also lifting heavier. You're also getting stronger. You're potentially building muscle and you have more energy for better recovery. That could lead to better sleep. That could lead to quicker turnaround from your workouts. Like you're not crazy sore all the time. A lot of times when you're too sore, it either means you did too much or you're, you're probably under recovered potentially from not eating enough. We don't want you to be crippled after your workout. We want you to be able to, we actually want you to feel better and rejuvenated after your workout. We want you to be able to go after the next workout with the same focus and intensity. If you're constantly feeling beat down by your training, that's a problem. And that's a problem that should probably be solved by hiring JK and working with us uh, because that's one of the things that we notice when, when JK is writing programming, all of our clients feel better after their workouts. They feel rejuvenated. They have more energy. They can still do all the things that they need to do in life. It's not taking away from their life. It's contributing. It's adding to their life. So that's another thing. Um, more strength, better recovery. And the fifth thing I'll say is, and this kind of goes hand in hand with number one, but I also wanted to mention this, mention this specifically because it is so freaking common. And this used to be my life. This was my life for the longest time. Eat as little as possible and then binge like a maniac. So when we get calories up, when we prime your metabolism, we go through this process what we notice is that overindulgences and binge episodes significantly reduce. You don't have these like blow it out of the water moments. And if you do, you're able to move on quickly and they're few and far between because 
you're eating an adequate amount because you don't feel deprived because you don't feel restricted because we're not eliminating food groups. We're not significantly uh, adding stress to your body and pounding a 1200 calorie, you know, meal plan. Like we're actually fueling appropriately where your body's not sending that signal of, of intense cravings of intense hunger, or even just like the emotional trigger that can also happen because you're not eating enough. So we get calories up to a normal amount and all of a sudden we start to notice no more binging, no more feeling out of control around food. It starts to allow for a higher level of flexibility and enjoyment. And yes, body composition improves. So all across the board, like less binging, less overindulgence, overindulgences, um, more strength, better recovery. We've got more energy and movement. We've got less stress overall in the system and then more consistent across the board with all of your habits. You know, I, I started, and I know a lot of you follow the same morning routine where you wake up, drink water, uh, mix it with some organified green juice. And then like, that's the first thing that you do in the morning. And um, I started that after I was dieting, because what I noticed was that when I was prepping for a photo shoot and I was dieting and, and eating too little, I had no commitment and consistency with small things like drinking water before coffee. I know that sounds stupid, but that's 100% fact. I was like, I'm exhausted. I wasn't sleeping well. I was always hungry. So the first thing that I needed to do I didn't need to, but the first thing that my brain was like, go do this now was coffee. And then when I started to increase calories and I started to remove that brain fog and I wasn't always tired and I wasn't always moody, Mel can tell you about the moodiness when I died. It's, I'm not a fun person to be around. All of a sudden, it was easy to insert that habit of water, green juice, and that's how we're going to start every morning. And I solidified that habit through getting my calories up. And it's small things like that that you wouldn't even think of with consistency in particular, where it's like, why can't I stay consistent with something? Well, probably because you're stressing your body the fuck out. Your brain is just trying to keep you alive and keep it together. And so, yeah, it's really difficult to find the motivation or find the consistency, start a new habit, things like that, when you're constantly depriving yourself. So that habit alone was something that I noticed was so much easier to insert into my life when I was getting my calories up. If you aren't using green juice in the morning, I think that you're missing out on a great way to start your day. Like it's low barrier of entry. Anyone can do it. It takes two seconds to mix it up and drink it. And it covers you on all of the essentials when it comes to micronutrients. I eat a lot of veggies but I still use the green juice right now. I've been doing the crisp apple because I think it's so delicious. Um, even though I eat enough veggies, I don't eat a, a crazy variety. And that's really like, for me, it's broccoli, cauliflower. Um, <laughs> that's literally it. <laughs> that's really sad. I need to talk to Mel about this. Uh, sometimes we'll have like zucchini and uh, we're, we're really basic. 
We are really basic. Um, we're going to have to have a chat, some carrots. That's, that's about it. But my, my, and here, and again, this is the importance of my Organifi green juice, because now I don't have to worry about, I can eat the veggies that I, that I truly enjoy, which is very limited, as you can see, and I can still have myself covered with a variety of micronutrients of veggies. So green juice, highly recommend you can get it at Organifi.com slash pop fam. We give you 20% off and they have amazing products across the board. But if you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M and use code POPFAM at checkout, you can get 20% off all of their products. Right now, green juice is the best way to start the day. Like that is every single morning, grab my glass of water, pour in my crisp apple green juice. That's how I start the day. On the back end of the wind down routine, it's their gold juice. Warm up some almond milk, put the gold juice in, mix it up. We put a little Cool Whip on top or True Whip, and it's heavenly. Mel says it every night. She's like, this is my favorite part of the day, like making her little hot chocolatey gold drink. We use the, the gold chocolate. Uh, there was a big debate about the gold regular versus the gold chocolate. Gold chocolate's better. Uh, I'm just telling you my opinion. It is not fact. It is opinion, but maybe it's fact. I don't know. Go to Organifi.com slash popfam. Get yourself 20% off their green juice or their gold juice um, or both. And then look at their other products. Um, I've been using their immunity. I've been using their balance. They have an amazing lineup of products. And if you need like a vegan protein powder, there's nothing better on the market. I, I know the people behind the brand and, and what they do and the, the quality of work and the quality of products and ingredients. It's, it's top notch. So Organifi.com slash popfam, use code popfam for 20% off. Um, so that's it. That was the explanation. We do it all the time. Most of our clients, uh, when we go through a priming phase, they actually see improvements in body composition. But here's the cool part. Once you do that and you notice these things, like you notice more consistency, you notice less stress, you notice more energy, you're able to move more, you notice better strength in the gym and better recovery, you notice that you're not binging as frequently and less uh, you're not indulging as much. So you notice all of these benefits. And let's just say that you go through that process and your body composition doesn't dramatically change. But here's the thing. You know what happens next? We can reduce calories a tiny bit, like a modest calorie deficit to get a serious bang for your buck change. Um, oh my God, it's so funny. My, I said serious. And then on my laptop, Siri came up and was like, what can I help you with? I hope that didn't <laughs> come up on the on the audio. Um, anyway, you can get make serious changes with just a small manipulation of your, because you did the important work to set yourself up. So we always think about things in phases, like what's going to happen after this. And if you're not thinking in phases, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. The the like dieting phase itself is like. I don't even know the best analogy to use. It's like you've kind of done all like you've you already ran the race. I feel like the dieting phase itself is just like we're just going to cross the finish line here. Like it's not you've already done the 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 training, you've already done everything or or maybe that's a better better example. It's like a sprinter and you go like the whole off season. You're you're training, you're training, you're training, you're training, you're getting better, you're getting better, you're getting better and then the dieting phase is like the one sprint that you actually do 
And then like the race is over and that's it. Now we go back to all the prep and recovery work. So that's kind of what like the dieting phase is just such a a short-term intervention and it should be used as a short-term intervention. Even if you have a ton of weight to lose, that's okay. Take things in phases, do it the right way, allow it to be sustainable. You don't have to rip the bandaid off. You don't have to lose a hundred pounds in one shot. Like give your body time to acclimate learn how to maintain, eat enough calories to actually feel good internally and look good externally. Take your time, do it the right way. And uh, hopefully this was helpful. I will talk to you guys very soon.